Comedian, actress, Coca Brown, one funny mama. (laughs) Welcome to the show, listeners and viewers. Now, first of all, explain uh, one funny mama. One funny mama came out when I became a mama. When I became a mama, and my whole material, every joke I told, seemed to stem around either giving birth, after birth, post birth, post divorce, you name it. So, hey, why not be one funny mama? That's what I do, first and foremost, honey. I'm somebody mama. And then we went with two funny mamas, and now we feel like we done took her stuff. I, it, wasn't <laughs> oh, no, no. it wasn't me. That was all Sherry Shepard. No, we are mamas. We it's are a tribe. Mamas. It's we a are tribe. Friends. We are it friends. It is a tribe. We are definitely friends. So, yes. Thea, thank you. Sherry, of course, is working uh, as usual. Because yes, Sherry be working. Always working. So, Sherry she is actually up in uh, Canada, and she is shooting a movie and she's playing a mama there. So she, uh, and this is really the problem because even on Saturday you think, well, because we used to shoot, you know, social distancing. Mm -hmm. And let me say, uh, okay, I'll get to that. But so she could not get on because she has to film today, which she forgot. So I asked Coco and I know y'all like, why they sitting so close to each other? There's a couple things going on. We both get COVID tested. She's been here working, but we're both working on a show together here for CBS called the neighborhood with Cedric the Entertainer. Yes, pink Tisha. ladies are back. You see I the mean, Tashina, Tashina on <laughs> Right, right. The pink ladies. So we did an episode of the neighborhood last year. Uh, we played the pink ladies, and we are Cedric the Entertainer's nemesis. So they uh, they called us again and asked us to come back and and do it again. Yes, but you also been filming some other things. Yeah, yeah. I just finished up with the movie Sebastian uh, with Man Robinson and Tori Hart, Clifton Powell, Darius McCrary, and I had my first murder scene, honey. I had my throat slit. It was incredible what the special effects people can do. I can never send that picture to my mother. So yeah, it was great. <laughs> Okay, that's good. Now, is your live still going? Yeah, or does it, was, it, did it go on? It might went up. Don't give them everything because they got to come no. on Thursday yes. and tell them she's doing a live on Instagram. But I was like, don't give them the whole podcast. Yes, we're not. We're just going to give you a taste. All right, I'm going to cut this off. Make sure y'all follow on YouTube, okay? Two Funny Mamas on YouTube. And while you at it, go and follow Coco Brown, too. Oh, okay. yes. All Coco right. Brown. C O C O B R. I guess y'all know. C O C O A Brown. One Funny Mama, O-N-E. If you follow me on IG, every link is in Linktree in my bio. All you got to do is put in C-O-C-O-A Brown, the letter O. You'll see me pop up with that blue check. Go to Linktree and follow me everywhere. What's Linktree? Girl, it's where you can link everything. Your YouTube, your podcast, um, your products, your merchandise. Everything can be linked in one area. Yeah, girl. Kristen, tell me about that. Okay. I got to put you down. You put it in your bio so you don't have to keep giving them all oh, the links. Oh, because I always have to give them No, ma'am. Links. But a link tree hit it and everything's listed. They click that link and they go straight to the website. Oh, yeah. Straight, yeah, girl. Okay. It's wonderful. Yeah, see, there's nobody up on that. That's what happens when you got young nieces. They oh, let you know what's up in these know. streets. Well, good. So tell people what they know you from. Just give us some 
Even though you've been here filming, but you are yeah. on 911. 911 on Fox. I play Carla Price, take mm -hmm. care of my little, you know, little Christopher. And uh, you guys can see me on Never Have I Ever on Netflix. Uh, the Mindy oh, Kaling I love Project. Never Have I Ever I play, on Netflix. Yeah. I love that show. Okay. <laughs> I play Principal Grubs on that. So I'm pretty much acting like my mother. And uh, <laughs> you guys have known me probably from Tyler Perry, so better or worse is Jennifer. Yeah. And the Single Moms Club, where I was slapping Terry Crews' head. Some, I think, I know most of y'all want to do right now. Yeah. Okay. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. How has it been? Um, being a mother during this COVID situation? I can't lie. It's been a blessing. I haven't spent, really? I have not spent this much time with my kids since he was in my belly. Look at that. So, I mean, seriously, because I mean, I went to work eight weeks after having him in a whole nother country. I had to go to Vancouver eight weeks after having him to shoot Psych. Eight weeks? Eight weeks. When I saw you at the audition for Psych, remember, I had just had him. Wow. Look, you see how she throw that in my face. Remember, I didn't mean it. Like, remember when I beat you out for that I part? Say, I didn't say that. Y'all saw that, right? Y'all heard that. that. Only reason I beat you because I was big as a house and they wanted somebody really big because uh -uh. the character name was Big Ange. Oh, and that I was, was like, her name. And I was like 300 pounds after having eight, that child. Eight weeks. Yes. I and then you went on the road for comedy. Out of the country. We are... We are we are true mothers, honey. Yes. Okay, we are mothers. So who took care of him? When you my parents. See, luckily, he was, I I went to my parents, oh. and because they hadn't seen the baby, so they got to spend two weeks with their grandson. So they were very happy. Yeah. They were very happy because he was mm -hmm. a little. He was a little. He was only two months old. He was a little baby thing. Oh, little tiny thing. So my mom, she always brags about. I had my grandson when he was first born. I'm like, mm. <laughs> so she likes to throw that in my face every chance she get. Oh, like I'm some true. deadbeat mother. <laughs> oh my god! No, no, we work and I, I exactly. It has been a blessing. It has been, because I've had such a great village. And you know about the village, girl. As single mothers, if it wasn't for the village, honey. Because you I had could. a, didn't you have a male man? I, I had a Manny. I had a Manny for three years. Um, and then I had, you know, my, I had my Black Miss Doubtfire. Okay. You know, and now um, you saw his Manny in the, the uh, FaceTime I just did. She's young. and You said a Manny. Well, I, I mean, like, you know, you, I mean, you saw, I'm sorry, you saw my nanny. But nowadays, you know, I was like, right, no, she's all female. Oh, sorry, Lala. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, they doing everything. No, she's very female. But uh, now he's got somebody young and, you know, viral and full of energy and he loves it, you know. He, yeah. So I understand that. Well, mm -hmm. that is fantastic for you. Um, it has been a blessing, I mean, but, you know, at the same time, of course, it's a curse. But for us that's been on the road, I mean, it's definitely been time spending mm -hmm. with Joshua, getting to know him. I finally learned his middle name. I mean, it's been, <laughs> take the wheel, Jesus, take the wheel, take the wheel. Like, oh, but yeah. that's, that's real talk, though. That's real talk. And them nine months I was stuck in the house with my kid, I learned stuff about my child. Like, I didn't realize my child had a gap in his teeth. Okay. So I said, my little Michael Strahan. <laughs> you put that, you were like, because his, his real teeth, he had lost his baby teeth and his real teeth were coming in. Oh. And during that time period, when his big boy teeth came in, I realized he has a gap. Oh my God. And one day he was smiling at me and I was like, look at your little Michael Strahan. got a gap. Yep. And I had him on the road, I might've missed it. Well, that. tell him Phoenix is how old? He's eight, eight going on 28. Mm -hmm. um, but can't get him out of my bed. Wait, did you start with him in the bed? No, somehow between five and now, he decided I'm going to sleep with mommy. And he'll start in his room, but somehow throughout the night, he ends up in my bed. And I asked him, I said, well, what if mama gets a husband? And he said, well, he can sleep in my room. He didn't say that. Yes, he did. 
Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> because you've had a husband. I had a husband. I am, I am an ex-wife, not a baby mother. It's a difference. That, there is a okay. difference. Um, I'm a baby mama for sure. <laughs> no, so wait a minute. So tell me, uh, you got married. Mm -hmm. um, what, what did you feel about marriage? Was, are you in regret? Are you, where are you now about marriage? I love, you know, I love the institution of marriage. My parents have been married 54 years. Um, oh, wow. You know, some that. of my friends have been married 22, 23, 24, you know, 25 years. You know, I think marriage is a beautiful thing if you marry someone that's on the same page and has the same goal of loving each other past the BS. You've got to be with somebody you're evenly yoked with. That is so crucial because... Now, what does that mean? Just because you're talking to a single woman, I want to right. understand. Who's I never you, been married. Never, I've had opportunities. I just was too right. afraid to take them. My mother has always told me that you have to like your husband. You have to like your spouse. A lot of people love someone and don't like them. Ooh. You have to like them. My mother said, there are days that I just... Like, she said, well, I don't like this man, but my love keeps me intact. There are days I love just that I don't love him, but I like him. Yes. She okay. said, and everybody that I know that's been married, a lot of my friends that are my age have been married for like 20 some years. They genuinely like each other. They hang out. They do things like, you know, one of my girlfriends, her husband, shout out Sam and Vicky, because I always say they my Denzel and Pauletta, you know what I'm saying? Because oh. they have such an amazing marriage. And they're best friends. They See, hang out. Like, like they can kick it. I have been looking for my best friend. Absolutely. And I think I, um, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. I know. It's a lot. It's I, I stopped dating. I don't date anymore. You don't? Mm -mm. Wait a minute. So I if you don't date, what do you do? I spend a lot of time with my son and focus on me. I, I had to step out the game for a minute. I was just meeting too much trash. Okay. I was meeting too much trash, too much stuff that just wasn't conducive, that was uh, breaking me down and, and, and sucking the life out of me. It made a lot of vampires. Oh. And I said, I can't do this. Did you ever lose money with vampires? Um, Yeah. I yeah, lost. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. in barbershops and crap. In barbershops. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. You don't even own a pair of clippers. I'm going to invest okay. in the barbershops. <laughs> I've invested into the studio. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, you know, Kim, me, you, Sherry, women like us, we're targets. We're targets. They Damn. see us and figure I can get a come up. But this is the thing. And I don't mind somebody thinking they're going to get a come up. This is the problem with that. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we were talking to, uh, about Selena Gomez. She was like, well, do they love me for me? I was like, hey, mm -hmm. who cares? Mm -hmm. Who cares what they love you for? My thing is, if you meet someone because they feel like, oh, I might come up. I know maybe at the beginning their intentions were wrong, mm -hmm. but maybe I would get a come up too. Exactly. If we become good friends and you give me what I want and I give mm -hmm. you what you want, hey, I think that's what I'm saying. Now, evenly yoked. Evenly. Okay. We're we're getting what we need from each other, and it's nobody's business but but our own. Right. You if know that is the case, but if you're trying to use me and you know, because I look mm -hmm. at women, mm -hmm. women, we were pegged as gold diggers way before uh, men. True. And women come up all the time on these ball players and businessmen. And and so they come up, but the men are getting what they want mm -hmm. and the women are getting what they want. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's a, uh, if it's reverse, you know. I think, you know, for, for men, you know, I've seen men really go out like really lump lump just because of how a woman looks. 
Yeah. And that's why you got these chicks out here doing all this work, getting all these boobs and butt and snatch waists and all that. Because you're giving this guy the image that he wants on his arm mm -hmm. so his boys can be like, damn, yes. you know what I'm saying? So they're letting this woman get away with murder just long as she keeps that image. And she better keep Then they want to holler, ain't no good women. Yeah, You're the one that chose to go with plastic Barbie and then get what you got, you know what I'm saying? But you can't say there's no good women, but you're dealing with women that you know exactly what her agenda is. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't say that. But see, women, a lot of times, like for me personally, for me is when men come into my life and they claim to be this savior. They claim to come in and want to make my life easier and love me past the Coca Brown yes. and, and be this great knight in shining armor. And then you find out there was an agenda that's not to benefit you, but to break you in half. But what does that mean to break you in half? Like, why would they? There are men mm -hmm. out here that truly believe I think they love breaking down strong women. What? They, they I think they get off on it. When they meet women that have got their stuff together and are happy and content and are living their lives and they come in being this so-called bonus to all of that and they want to show you that I appreciate you and I don't you don't need you to be anything but who you are. And then once they suck you into the vortex, it goes into this, let me destroy her self-esteem, let me destroy her self-worth. I've seen it. It's oh, I, 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 I've, I've seen it's it. It's scary. And it's like yeah. they, they get off on breaking down strong women. It's like a, it's like a, it's like an ego thing. And then what happens? They break you off, and then they go on about their business. Yeah, they love, they love to leave you broken by the wayside and say, "I got another one." And that then is they go on horrible. To the next. Yeah, I've, I've seen it, and it's scary. Wow. So and, you, and and you said you have experienced. It. I've experienced it. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. where a guy came into my life and it was all Team Coca, Team Farah. Uh -huh. You know, I got you, boo, whoop de whoop de whoop. Soon as I was guard down and like this, my baby then became the you know, you know, um, you know, I, I normally don't date chicks your size. Maybe you know, we can't really go. Oh, girl, it got nasty. It got. Nasty. I don't normally date chicks your size. After we've been together Wait for a months. Wait a minute, size. Exactly. I, I choked the shit out of you. So it just started. It, it was the little jabs that started coming to try to break me down. Oh my. God, you know, you really consider yourself a good mother because you have to go on the road all the time. Like, like it was little jabs. First, you supported me and thought that I'm a boss because I'm balancing motherhood in my career. Then it turned into, well, you really can't call yourself a good mother because you have to leave your son so much. I mean, it was like the jabs that came oh, after you got me. God. So now I'm questioning everything that a I was verbal secure. abuser. Yep. So they, there's men out here that I think they get off on breaking down strong women. And then once they break you down, they move on to the next victim. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. 
with a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. Oh my God. So then what is your ideal relationship or partner? I, I want my best friend. I want somebody that I can be me. I'm talking like, if I don't feel like putting on a stitch of makeup, I just want to walk around mm -hmm. in t-shirts with sweatpants. I'm not judged for it. Yes. But I also want a man that when I'm got you know myself all the way together, you my biggest cheerleader. You over there like going with your girl, girl, what you out here? Like yes. gas me up. You know what I'm saying? Make me feel like you're the only man in the room I care about that's looking at me. Oh, I like that. You know I what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then support me. When there are times I just need to be held, rub my head. I don't need no advice. Just make me feel safe. You know? Mm. And I want a man that's a man's man. If you can't change a tire, if you can't take the the, the, the training wheels off my son's bike. I mean, oh, just those are the words. Like, what is your purpose? Like, <laughs> you can't even, Ooh, I know you know, like you know, change the toilet paper, something, you know. It's oh, like, I can't stand that. It's You're like, right. you know, just be a man's but man do you, in a sense. Do, do you feel like we want too much? No. Okay. Not when I look at my father and see right. a man's man. That's. But are we a woman's woman? See, what I'm saying is because we are also men in a way. My I'm mother saying, worked. She worked. My mother worked. Okay. My entire, my but she also was a mother that came home, cleaned, cooked dinner. Oh, she was You know, my mother, my mother was one of those women. She was a school teacher and she got home before my dad. When my dad walked through that door at 530, dinner was ready. You know what I'm saying? We had done That's whatever we had to do, you know, homework, whatever. We sat together as a family, yes. you know, talked about our days or whatever. And then that's how it was. And so that's how I was conducting my family when I had one for the brief time that I did have one, you know, being married. And even when I would go on the road and be on the road, I would come home, you know, even when I was pregnant, I worked up until my eight and a half month. Ooh. And I remember being going to set with Tyler at eight months pregnant, coming back to the condo, cooking for me and my ex-husband at eight months pregnant. What? You know what I'm saying? Th that was just ingrained in me that that's what you do. And you enjoyed it? Or I did. Like, oh my God, I wish he would do something. No, he did cook. He did. But I mean, okay. it was just very natural for me to, to do those as men put womanly things or whatever, mm -hmm. or, you know, wifely things. But it didn't matter when you had somebody that was just reaping the benefits and felt he didn't have to put anything back into it. That's when I say evenly yoked. If I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do as a woman, as your wife, why are you not doing what you need to do for me as my husband, as my protector, as my provider? And okay, so is there, what do you feel about you making more money than you? I don't know if that was the case. Yeah, very much so. Okay. Very much so. so how did that play in the relationship? He had a problem with it. I did not. Never threw it in his face. Never threw it in his never face. Never threw it in his face. Never. And why did he have a problem? Like, what was the thing? I've, I've, I've had problems with men all my life with that. His whole thing was he wasn't working. <laughs> Girl, you almost made me start the coffee. He didn't have a job for ninety percent of our marriage because he had a job when we married, and so it, ironically, it got 
he lost it like two weeks after we got married. Are you serious? As God is my witness. Lost the company car, the job, everything two weeks after we got married. Oh, Lord. So I was the main support. I was supporting everything, you know, and uh, I never threw in his face, but I did say to him, when are you going to contribute? When are yes. we going to get a job? When, and he's like, I'm not going to get, his whole thing was, I ain't going to get no job to pay what you pay. And what I'm going to do, add $50 to what you got? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, I just yes. want to see my man putting this. That's it. You pay the cable. I'll still I got the, the mortgage. That's what, what I'm saying. On. What men fail to realize is that it doesn't matter the dollar amount as long as we see the effort. You know what I'm saying? As long as we see that you are putting in, that you are being our helpmate and not a liability. Like, dude, yes. I, I could have came in with ten thousand. You came in with fifty dollars. We had ten thousand and fifty, and I would have been like, babe, we yes. good. Like. Yes. But he couldn't get that through his head as most men. Because, I mean, I, I'll never forget this. My girlfriend that I just mentioned and her husband, they had, you know, their marriage I admire. But she told me one year her husband was so upset because she made $88 more than him. You and, he took, and he took a second job just so when they filed taxes the next year, he made more than her. What? Isn't that crazy? It's, it's, it's that male pride thing, girl. I'm telling you, I don't know what it 88, is. 88 Did I say, did I it? 88. I'll never forget that number. Because she told me, I said, no, you meant 888. She said, no, baby, 88. And those are the best friends? And they're best friends. But she said, there's something in him clicked that he couldn't believe. Because he was he's one of those old school dudes that believes in being the provider, you know, taking care of his family. And, and, and it bothered him that his woman made more money than him. And he went out of his way to make sure when they filed taxes the next year, he made more than her. And she said she just sat back and kind of laughed about it. You know, she didn't trip. She was just like, wow, he's really upset about $88. <laughs> I think it would be, you know, wonderful, especially at this stage. I'm like, I'm not looking for no man coming in making more than me. If he does, that's great. But at this yeah, point, I just want, huh? You coming with a whole lot of different problems too. What do you mean? Men that make more money. Oh, yeah. there's. A, I didn't realize that until I started dating men that make more money than me. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, no, this is a whole nother headache. You know, they're going to tell you to your face. You know, you, you you my main chick, but you ain't the only chick. They'll tell you to your face. They'll tell you to your face. I had a dude literally tell me um, he was a ball player. I don't uh -huh. know, that's why I stopped dating ball players. He told me, as he was telling me he wanted to marry me, that just understand I'm single on the road. What? He told me that to my face. I'm single on the road? Yep. As he asked me to pick out a ring. Oh, that's insane. And I said, you what? So, of course, me being me, and I'm sure you probably would have the same response. I said, oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, that is a and girl, one. he was like, no, no, no. I said, no, no, no. I don't no, understand no, the double no, standard. No. I said, if you single when you go to away games, and I'm single when I go slay your jokes. That's right. Okay. Oh, no, girl. He was not happy. Well, no. see? See what happens? No. Oh, because I'm going to be real single. Okay, and post pictures. Uh, Girl, video. Uh, video. Okay. I'm making it OnlyFans wow. just for that relationship. Did you? OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? This is the perfect time to bring in our guest. Yes. Because we need some can, testosterone. Yes, and he can join the conversation so yes. it won't be one-sided. Exactly. Um, this is a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Um. I just want to make sure. Uh, Chris, you can say something. Are we ready for our guests? Uh, looks like it'll be just a minute. Oh, it'll be just a minute. Okay, cool. Um, but we're going to have a very special guest. Uh, yes, he's a friend. Today. 
He is a friend. He is a friend. He is just a friend. They say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? How is he doing? Hmm. Isn't that, um, see how my mind went? Um, that, who made that song? Miss uh, Markey? Miss Markey. He was in the hospital. I ain't heard the nothing about and everything. Yeah, I haven't heard a thing about Biz. Yeah, I hope that he is okay. Uh, Me too. Biz. And shout out to DJ uh, Dekango Kid, who just uh, had prostate cancer and got um, oh. a surgery. He's doing very well. So shout out to Dekango Kid. Yay, Kango Kid. And uh, yeah, Biz, I hope that Biz is... I hope Biz is okay, because they, okay. they, they were talking about it, and then it's kind of... No, there's a lot of prayers going on. My friend, yeah. Kita, Kita, we love you. You know Bird, who is the bailiff on uh, Judge Yes. Day, his new wife. They've been married a couple of years. No. But yeah, I uh, just want to say prayers to her. She had a seizure, but she is... Uh, she's doing uh, Paul better. Paul Rodriguez, let's shout him out, because he had a heart attack. What? Was it Paul Rodriguez that had a... I don't know. You're telling Paul, me something new. Paul Rodriguez, I believe, had a heart attack recently. Sinbad is still recovering. Oh, that's right. Much Sinbad, what Sinbad, Sinbad. Stroke. He had a stroke. He had a stroke. So much love out to Sinbad. We're still praying. I need to call him. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness! This yeah. is the the second shut in. Oh, 2020 was a doozy. Oh right? no, 2020 was horrible. It was mm -hmm. horrific, and I'm glad that this year it started off pretty bad. But you remember 2020 started with Kobe? Yes. And everything after, after that, that was. Bad. Exactly. So so far, it's not as horrible, mm -hmm. but I definitely want to. Put, we want to put our people on our prayer list. Yes, absolutely. Now I don't know how we go from praying in the Lord and then bringing the <laughs> because the Lord is everywhere. He's unlimited. <laughs> the Lord is everywhere. The Lord. The is, Lord knows my heart. He knows Lord my knows mouth ain't caught up. Uh, oh. <laughs> I love it. But you all who are listening, uh, we are joined by Coco Brown. Uh, comedian, mother, uh, actress. Uh, so you, Sherry is out doing some work. Um, right now, we are going to bring in some testosterone. Yes. Um, this I like to say this person is a friend or acquaintance. I, I met him some years ago, but I've always liked his energy. Mm -hmm. I've always liked his spirit as a human being. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were hanging out at Lunell's birthday party. Okay. And first I didn't know who he was. I saw him and I was like, well, I don't recognize him. He's very, very quiet. Mm -hmm. And uh, we struck up a conversation and I asked him if he would like to come on the podcast uh, just to give the world a different perspective on people in uh, his industry. Mm -hmm. um, he is one of the top in his industry. And he's a top. And he's, oh, he better be. Say, but he is definitely- clarify that. He's a top. Okay. Yeah, he yes. is- uh, uh, pretty famous mm -hmm. and um, pretty good looking and pretty smart. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'd like to welcome the two funny mamas uh, from the adult entertainment industry, Mr. Marcus. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Marcus. Hey, Mr. Marcus. For our listeners, you might want to go on YouTube and subscribe to Two Funny Mamas so you can see how fine this man is. That's when the smiles get your stimulus check, Jeff. Yeah. I don't know why you didn't do a... a, a, a what's a, a Crest commercial? Or Seriously, you, you got great tea. You should have straight into... Uh, commercials. Yes. But welcome to the uh, show. <laughs> what up? What up? I'm on. I'm on top. 
It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I clarified that. Set that straight for you, brother. Okay. I know you work. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, you are part of the adult entertainment business. Mm-hmm. How long? But you've retired. Yeah, I mean, I, every that word just never really applies to the porn. I, I guess you just kind of move on from it, you know, because it kind of it's always in the background. It's always something that people use to start a conversation. So I'm always involved in it in some kind of way, not necessarily performing, but I've always maintained either in the in the production or the management or just, you know, the conversation of the adult business, sex in general. So I don't think I would ever retire from that part. Yeah, I'm like, how do you retire from sex? Uh, yeah. Being paid for it, maybe. Oh, okay. But like, what, um, how long have you been in the business? I started in uh, 94, end of 93, beginning of 94. So it's been, what, 27 years? And how did you start? Like what? Like I'm trying to figure out what age were you because you look really good. No, so I'm like, which is, were you legal when you I started? Was like, Are you sure you were? Legal? <laughs> yeah. It is weird. Because I would feel some type of way, man. I was watching you in college and you weren't legal. <laughs> and then I was legal. I was I was 20. I'm 50. I just turned 50 now. Um, I'm 50 now. Uh, but I was 23 when I started. Who who said come on and do this? It was it was two things. I, I wanted to do it. I was curious about it. And then I met a girl, her name was Heather Lee. And um and she asked me and I was I went to a convention where the porn stars that every year they have a convention in Las Vegas. I went and uh it's just I just happened to meet her on the escalator going into the convention floor where all the adult stars were. She asked me if I was in the business she was kind of flirting and uh i told her no and then she asked me if i wanted to be and i said yeah and that that was it it was it was her and ron hightower and they both you know they both embraced me with open arms Mm -hmm. that's how it all started were you afraid no because you're you're kind of you're ignorant you're naive you don't know you don't know what Mm -hmm. you just you look when you watch the movies you're just seeing the movies and in the, in the magazines, you don't know what goes into it. So I was open to that process, you know, and I didn't really, on, on the first time I was on set, you know, I remember we were like sitting in the car, it was like me and the other, the other guys that were in the movie and we were smoking a joint. And I don't, I don't you know, I hadn't even smoked weed before. Uh, so I was smoking weed with them and just feeling like I was, I was just, I, I just felt immediately, I was like, this is where I belong. This is where I want to be. And- uh, Wow. 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 That was that was like the first and only time I right, right, right. I'm sorry, what did you say, honey? We're talking over you. No, 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 it's all good. I just I just and the first time I was on set, it was just really just trying to just do what I do in in life. Just you know Was it hard? Like was it hard not to just go in and do hard? That's the word you're gonna use. Okay, was it okay, (laughs) difficult. Was it difficult? (laughs) Like, you know, because normally, you know. Yeah, was it like, were like, you nervous? Like, it's even like, if we do a show, a movie, right. we're nervous on certain sets. And we, also, too, just all the stuff that goes into it. You just don't go in and start saying your lines. It's right. all this other stuff that goes to it. So 
Was it difficult? <laughs> Not hard. Was it difficult? You know it was hard. But was it difficult <laughs> for you to like get into the whole rhythm of having to wait? And not be like, did you have to do all that? Right. Where you just go in, like, you know? Right. right. I had to learn all that. Because, you know, ignorance is bliss. So you just walk in there. I, 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 I performed, no problem. But the minute there is a problem, you know, the minute you don't get hard, you know, that's when all the, the worries and the concerns come running in. Because you just, that's what you're getting paid to, that's what you're paid, that's what you're there for you know, to perform. And I didn't really understand how to overcome some of those, those uh, physical hurdles. And it was mental really, but uh -huh. I didn't know how to get over that. Mm -hmm. Wow. So once okay. I, once I got that figured out, I was okay. You need to share that with some of these men out here that are dealing, you know, with, you know, you know, you know, not being able to perform because you might help right, right. You know, on pills, you know, I, if you're, I, you know, talk to you know, Mr. Marcus about ED. He can help you. <laughs> yeah, you should do a commercial for it. Right. We believe I you. Talk to, I talk to brothers all the time. I mean, you know, when Viagra and Cialis came around, you know, I, I was, I had already been performing without those things. So I wanted to continue to perform without those things. Uh -huh. And so I had to really just kind of get my mind, you know, I, I, I figured out all these little tricks to use. And so I just started telling people how to use those tricks. You know, I put it in a book. Um, I still, to this day, I tell people t certain techniques and stuff that help me, you know. Wait, wait, wait. Do you have a book to help people? Mm hmm What's the book? Yeah. Come on, man. What are you doing? <laughs> the book is, the book is, <laughs> the book is called The Porn Star Guide to Great Sex. And um, it's, that's, and that's. Look, we're both writing it down. <laughs> And wait, okay, the porn star guide to great sex. That is, yep. and when did you write this book? Uh, came out in twenty ten. Wow. Came out. And, it took, it author... took a few years to write, huh? Oh, okay. And it, it took okay. a few years to write. So I'm not. I'm not. A, I wasn't at that time. I wasn't writing as much as I write now. But you know, it was just really just trying to collect, put all the collective thoughts into one place. And at that time, up until the time I wrote that that book, those were the techniques that I was using. So, and also it was the things that I had observed on set, you know, and talking with some of the other female performers and I mean, some of the male performers and some of the female performers, we just kind of, I came up with a, a bunch of techniques and ideas and suggestions that I put into the book. So. Okay, I was like this. I mean, can you share maybe? Is it an audio cuss? Look, Chris is listening. Chris working is on audio. He needs some help. Uh, oh so. Excuse me. What was that? <laughs> oh. I speak up. Okay. I did not say that, Chris. I just met you. I do not know your business. He might want a tip. I don't know if he has issues, but I don't know. Maybe you have to share a tip. That's um, okay. Seems, yeah, it seems to me, Kim, you were the one looking for the tip, but it just, I'm not sure. Oh, ha, 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 the tip. Wow. That was good. The tip. I like a tip. Right. Yeah, I do. Okay, well, well, since we are here at, uh, and, and Chris said something, we have a section called Ask a White Guy, but Chris can ask a question if he has a question for you, because it's probably going to be, you know, a little, you know. Called, uh, how does it? Call it how, ask a Black Guy. <laughs> ask a Black Guy. <laughs> okay, okay, Chris. All right. no. well, are you going to play so, music? Chris. 
yeah, let's let's hit some music if we got it, or we can hit it later. Do we have the music? No beat in that. No. <laughs> no, I I, th- I actually specifically asked for no beat in the music. So. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Sounds of Noel for hooking us up with that music. Uh, I I do love that. Ask a white guy has turned into Chris. Come up with something to talk to the guests and hosts and everybody about. So I'll do it. Uh, I'm just thinking topical. Um, this comes out on Thursday, so this happened yesterday. If we're going with that. What's the black equivalent to St. Patrick's Day? You, are you aware of the shenanigans that uh, Caucasians get into on St. Patrick's Day? Are we? <laughs> Mr. Yes. Marcus, yeah. look at that. Marcus yeah. is like, oh, I've seen oh, this. Yeah. The, it is, <laughs> what is the black? So personally, it's cool. I'm happy for you if you're Irish and you're going out and celebrating what you are. But it tur- just like everything, it turns into like... You say you want to go to Florida, it actually turns into like just getting blitzed in Tampa Bay or something, right? So this <laughs> this, this uh, St. Patrick's Day probably started off kind of nice, but it, it gets a little out of hand and now there's COVID and I'm worried that green beer is going to be spreading COVID all over the country because I bet oh that uh, a St. Patrick's Day uh, situation is going to happen. So either way, so it's just debauchery and people going, going wild on it. What's the black equivalent? Give me that. Mm. I, I thought I instantly thought of Fourth of July because the barbecue dominoes. Yes, yes, good. You know, Fourth yeah. of July. Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Gotta have the Hennessy. Sure. And you down south, Juneteenth. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Juneteenth. Oh yeah. Juneteenth. If you Atlanta Luda Day weekend. <laughs> There's a Orange Crush. Have you heard of that? That gets pretty wild in Georgia. What is that? Uh, Orange Crush. I oh, believe God. that's in Savannah. Uh, okay, I don't see here. I thought. Remember, remember what they used to have a uh, 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 in Atlanta what was it Freak Freaknik. 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 Yeah, they stopped that. Yeah, yeah. They stopped they that. Set that, that, down. that yeah. Okay. Well, these are all nice answers. The correct answer would be Lunell's birthday party. So. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, Lunell's birthday party. Really? She has such a uh, eclectic group of friends. You know, when I saw, Mr. you know, Mr. Marcus, you know, we had, it went from Mr. Marcus to Marla Gibbs. Wow. I was like. Right. I got a picture with Marla, too. You got a picture with Marla, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I got a picture with Marla. <laughs> it was such an interesting group of people. Wow. So hats off to Lunell for keeping all the friends uh, um, together. Yes. Um, is there anything you want to ask? I have several questions. I want to know where the Mr. came from in Mr. Marcus. Okay. Well, like because it was probably Marcus when you first started on the elevator. Mm-hmm. I mean the escalator days. Right. And uh, so we it did... was it missed, I, I, I Mr. came out of like just coming it was originally Marcus Love. And Marcus Love was really too porno. I thought it was way too porno. Yeah. That's why uh, but, you know, it's still it's still that way though. It's still a lot of uh, it's still that uh, way. I know that's right. <laughs> and then so what I so you just dropped the love? Yeah, yeah, and then um, I wanted something that commanded respect, and I was mm-hmm. driving, and I, you know, and I thought Mister, I thought Mister Marcus was respectable. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, speaking of brands, it's such a good lesson to watch you work and evolve. Uh, not only the Mister, because there are a lot of uh, adult film stars that don't pop. 
you know, and, and, and pop off and you, like you always have on your baseball cap. What, right, when did you right. think and say, I mean, it don't matter, right? What are you doing? Right. That cap is on. Do you glue the hat? hat on? <laughs> I'm trying to say, yeah. I don't care what you do, the hat ain't never fell off. <laughs> when did you think I'm going to do this branding situation? You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't because you know, when I started in 94, the, the internet wasn't even like a thing, you know, everything mm -hmm. was still on VHS. So it wasn't, the, the DVDs came around you know, around 97, 98. So by that time, it was it was just a habit of mine to wear. And I think when internet came around, and people who were watching it on the low, now were watching it on the internet, and the hat just kind of just kind of came with it. And that became, it just became the thing. But I wear a hat like all the time, I got hundreds of hats. And now it's just, it's my thing. But it just mm -hmm. came through in the porno. Wait, I was gonna say, have you ever done a movie without the hat? Oh yeah, for sure. I did uh I did Playboy TV for two years. Uh they would never let me wear a hat for it. So Really? Oh, Why? Yeah. Uh because of branding issues. Because uh, oh, you know, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. 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 Playboy good. actually gave me a, a Playboy hat, but I didn't like the way it looked. I never wore it. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, that's, um, so, I mean, let's be real. Have you ever had a situation where you walked in and said, nah, I ain't doing that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've had really? Give three. me, the, give me, give me the top three reasons that would make you go, I'm good and walk out. Wait a minute. So, okay. I mean, it is like, we get, <laughs> we get a script ahead of time. Do you know what you're going to do before you go to work? But sometimes, but things change so fast. You know what I mean? Like they, they can change like that, like a girl her test didn't come back or uh, she's not feeling up to it or, you know, she's, uh, you know, may have some issues or, you know, so we just, they, they can, they can switch them out pretty quick. Wow. So, so, so tell they me, they be having standby booty? They be having like standby booty? They got standby booty. There's a lot of standby booty. Wow. So when standby you, booty. Can you tell us something funny then? When have you walked in and been like, I'm good. I'm, I'm all right. Good. I'm all right. I'm good. Not doing that. Uh, if you yeah, can do it, was, it, it was, without being, you know, too, uh, you know, yeah, graphic. Well, no, nah, it, it me. There was this girl, man. She just, she didn't like. She just did not like me at all. Mm. She was like, cause I, I, I didn't get hard fast enough for her, and oh. so she was like, and you're supposed to be the great Mr. Marcus. You ain't done all that, and, and you know, and. I just felt like I didn't have to deal with all of that. I mean, I just felt like it was, I was, I was cool. I took, I, we call it, uh, taking the, taking the zero. I took a, I took a zero on that one. I just walked away. I just, I was cool. They were paying me good money. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough to try to do the scene. You know what I mean? Maybe she liked angry sex. Well, that was my next I, You know, and I thought that, but if, if I was, if I, if I was into her, yeah, it would have went down. I would have been like, cool, that's foreplay. But I wasn't, I didn't even, there wasn't no chemistry. It was none. She was angry. She was an angry girl. She was an angry woman for some reason. And I didn't, I, I didn't want to stick around and find out why. Now, you know, I, I asked you this at the party. That's what started this whole conversation. Okay. I said, have you ever walked in and somebody had an attitude and they were just mean? Like they just like, or they were nasty. Mm -hmm. to you right 
And this yeah. is a story, but you told me, I guess it's happened a lot. Like women have just evil. Mm-hmm. You know, they know what they're supposed to do, but they're evil to him. And he told me he took out his anger on her. <sighs> well, I, mean, I think we've all started arguments to have the makeup sex. Well, I don't know. You know how you go to work and you don't like somebody at work? True. So does that happen a lot? Mm. Nah, nah. I don't, I wouldn't recommend it because you, you don't because you may not you may not have that makeup sex. You mm-hmm. know, it may not have that. It may not happen. So it's cool if you got some chemistry. It's chemistry right. was a word they started throwing around the industry around early two thousand, and you know they even started saying they started looking for it. They started matching up. Oh, so for the longest they didn't care whether you had chemistry or not. Nah, nah. It was just because, you know, it was just a small group of people. They just needed a willing body. You know what I mean? A willing participant. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really pay attention to the chemistry that was that was needed. Oh, okay. I think you have better, you have better, you have better sex scenes when you see that there's chemistry between two people. You know, a girl could be submissive. The man is dominant and may, and if there's, and if there's true chemistry, those roles can reverse and no one feels less than, got me? You know, it just it just it just heightens it. It just makes it mm-hmm. that much more intense if the if you guys can, you know, have that chemistry. Got it. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. what is some of your uh biggest pet peeves? Working or not working? Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I, I attitudes a lot, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. can't can't you can't I don't think you can have good sex with with a bad attitude. So I think coming into it with a good attitude, being relaxed, being comfortable. So a bad attitude, I don't like that. Um, hygiene, you know what I mean? Like- I'm about to say that hygiene you know, gotta be important. Try to keep it together. Keep it, real. Keep it you know, you know, fresh. <laughs> fresh is so clean. Um, <laughs> um, probably nails. Don't like dirty. I don't like dirty feet, and I don't like dirty nails. Like when you say dirty nails, like like natural nails, and they got dirt under them. Yeah, they got dirt under them. Ew. I don't like that. Uh, but you know, I don't see it. But you don't. You don't see that. You don't see it often. I'm just saying. If I ever saw it, I'd be like, those are your pet peeves. But you're saying even in life, you don't want to see a woman with dirty nails nah, and dirty feet. No. Damn, mm-hmm. we ain't gonna make it because I my feet stay dirty. <laughs> I can't that. I do I love, I have a problem walking around barefooted. I walk outside and everyone, I know Andre, Andre always said, he's like, what is, he, was, he called me LMA Clampett. He was like, why? I said, I love being barefooted. I do. And yeah. uh, I wash my feet, of course, before I go to bed, but I am a, um, yeah, I like to walk around. I like around. barefoot too. Yeah, I'm a barefoot. Matter of fact, if I st- put my foot up here right now, put it in the camera. Oh, don't do it. Might not ever call me again. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask you the million dollar question. I mean, I'm going to ask you this because as a comedian, I hear so many comedians do jokes about the difference between white porn and black porn. Is there truly a difference? And and in your opinion, what is it? I think in black porn, they talk way more shit. They just okay. talk way more shit. They just talk shit. <laughs> we just talk shit to be talking shit. <laughs> Sometimes they got nothing to do with what we're doing. It's just talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> like you're in the barbershop, just talking. Right. 
Right. You the whole sex scene yeah. talking about, I can't stand them curtains. Them curtains ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Um, you know, it's interesting uh, because you, uh, when you got with uh, Superhead and that scene out by the pool, uh, which I remember, uh, <laughs> that was a very, were you all friends uh, and you all decided to do that? Me and her? Yeah, we were cool. I mean, you know, she ain't never. Who made the decision it. to do that? No, who said, "Oh, let's do this"? Um, I, I mean, I was shooting, I was shooting a bigger movie, and I, and we sh at the time we were just sh we shoot individual scenes, so each girl is a scene. You know, there's a thin thread between the all of it, you know, but it's not much. It's just more like, "Hey, I'm Mr. Marcus, and here's a girl." So, <laughs> with Superhead, it was more like me and her had spent a week just kind of talking about it. A boy, uh, Suave, Triple X, a friend of mine, he had introduced me to her. He's the one that recommended her. And, uh, you know, just had cool chemistry. We were just talking back and forth over the phone, making sure, you know, we're going to show up for this shoot, for the shoot. And, uh, but I didn't do anything before that. We didn't have no foreplay. We didn't, I didn't, you know, we didn't do no, uh, uh, no off the screen shit. Everything mm -hmm. that you see on camera was like, right then and right oh, there wow so she lives up to her name right huh? oh yeah she came she came she came with it <laughs> does she because i think i'm better oh, yeah, than oh wait oh i was like girl please oh. uh what's her real name cabrina cabrini i forgot child Nice girl. I'm sorry. I graduated from the vanessa del rio school of giving head i, I don't okay. know okay okay og now we went to two funny mamas after dark. I could... To our Christian listeners, we'd I'm like to sorry. say, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen to We got children that listen to our podcast. Sorry. Please, I meant to say a disclaimer. Uh, get the children out the room uh, <laughs> yeah. to listen to this You podcast. saw who he was bringing on today. What you think we were talking about? That's how you made the children. That's how you uh -huh. made those children. I know, but but I brought on Mr. Marcus not to really talk about the adult film industry. Uh, I should talk about him as a person. Okay. I, but I, as we we are interested because don't you feel like we were talking like that people as soon as they see you, that's the first thing everybody wants to talk about. It's like a you're like a foreign animal. You know how you're like a foreign. You know how you see something, you're like, oh look, it's not really human. But you're a human being who has a, happens to have a different job than we have all right. had. But you were talking to me about how when you walk into a room or we're at a party or something, that's the first thing people want to talk to you about. You know, because of sex, sex, and it's, you know, how many times do you get it? I like, I like having conversations about sex, to be honest with you. So I always oh, get you know, insight. You about it at all at the party. I feel some kind of way. No. <laughs> <laughs> right place, right time. Ah, good comeback. I was like, oh, he, I was like, oh, he's so shy. He's so quiet. That's how he gets you, girl. That smile. Go ahead. Your stimulus check missing. Right. <laughs> I'm going to get this to Marcus myself. will <laughs> be like, where's my money? Right. So, but do you like people to call you Mr. Marcus or Marcus? Hey, Marcus. I mean, I answered, I answered to all of it because I put it all out there. You know what I mean? I put those names out there. So, you know, I can't trip when someone calls 
calls me that. But what about your friends? Because um, we're friends now. My friends don't. They don't ever call me Mr. Marcus. They call me my nickname in high school is No Love, so they call me No Love. Oh, so you, wait a minute. So you're a different person in high school? No Love. You now, where did that come? Where did that come from? Because I, 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 the opposite. You know what I mean? Like it just for me, it was like I was. It was always love, and you know, it's another name that just kind of it fits. Because no love really means it's nothing but love. It's the opposite. But okay. you know, it's just that's okay. that's just and that's how that's how yeah. no love. So they call me they call me no love, and then you know people that really just see me from the movies they call me Marcus, Mr. Marcus, whatever. Family, you know, call me by my you know government name and keep it moving. I respond to all of it. Think? Yeah. What did your parents uh, think about? You? What did your parents think about you doing this? My mom, she's cool. My mom, my mom was a freak. You know what I mean? She probably get mad at me for saying that. Wait, you know what? Your mom? Did your mama know you call her that? Yeah, you know what? I I, I was in her I was in her bedroom one time and I found these Polaroids on her dresser of her in a lingerie and I was just like, I now I know I knew I got it from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, oh my God, that's hilarious. Yes, Mama, I ain't living her best life, honey. <laughs> so so when, at what age did you tell your mama? How did you tell your mother? Uh, it, it was ironic because the first, when I finally, I told her I was modeling for like the longest time, you know, and then I told her, I said, Mom, you know, today they asked me to actually, I, I told her I was modeling with women. Then I told her that one day they asked me to, I told her, I made it seem like they asked me you know, not that I wanted to, but they asked me to uh, have sex with one of the models I was working with. And then, uh, and I told her I liked it. <laughs> I told her, she was all like, and she said, she says, I know. I said, I said, how'd you know? She says, because her coworkers, she, my mom worked for the government for a while. She worked in contract and her coworkers came in one day and told her that, Hey, we saw your son in a movie. Yeah. And my mom, she told me that she that she wasn't tripping on me. She was more tripping on her coworkers because now it made it, it, it let her know that her coworkers were freaks. And, wow. and, and they and they just they just kinda told on themselves and my mom was like, Oh, okay. And that's how and that's and that was it. That was the only conversation, you know. She ain't never, you know. Oh she never, you know. She ain't never really. She never gave me. She never. She never gave me no no sweat over it. You know, because I always there was always perks to the job. You know, I got tickets for things. I got you know, you know, we got hookup in restaurants. You know what I mean? All the, I bought her. You know, on trips. Took care of my. Family. I mean, those perks. So you got and, perks just and, like any other movie star. Any other movie star. Right. Wow. Right. Those perks. I feel like you know, but I was always. I was always appreciative of all the that extra it, it uh, you know you would go out i go out pharmacists i meet pharmacists celebrities mm -hmm. athletes politicians i met people mm -hmm. in federal government judges you know they were all fans you know what i mean they'd all had watched their share of movies and so it was a good group of people to know you know what i mean <laughs> it was wow. a good group of people to connect with right. okay mm -hmm. that's fantastic did you feel like there was pressure for you to stay in shape and keep your skin and everything uh, beautiful because it's beautiful. Uh, not that I've seen any of the videos, 
did you feel pressure to have? I ain't gonna tell that lie. I got DVDs. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and the HD, I mean, I was like, Damn. I got VHS tapes in the attic. Look, How I'm can not you gonna be perfect? Did you feel pressure to stay a certain way? Um, I one of my one of my mom's boyfriends. Um, you know, I was growing up. He was always dressed nice, always clean cut, and uh, that was that made a big impression on me. So to this day, I just like, I like, I just, you know, I just like the grooming part. I like the, you know, I, you know, I, oh, that's well, just that's... been me. Huh? Okay. No, I said that was a good lesson. In the gym, you know. In the gym. No, I said you can tell me a good lesson that what my son sees. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. but, all right. Yeah. You must come over so my son can see you. <laughs> really, you gonna use Josh? Really? You really? That's what you're gonna do? You gonna use your kid? Really? Wow! Wow! <laughs> Stevie Wonder saw that movie. <laughs> no, I was just thinking. He said that he was impressed by his mom's boyfriend. Uh huh. Okay. So you want him to come over so Josh can? Uh huh. What's next for you? That's what I really want to know. You as. Uh, What's next? What do you, cause you, you said you ain't really been doing it for five years, but what's next Yeah. for Mr. Marcus? I do, I do, a, I'm, I'm writing. I do a lot of writing. I mean, I got, I got another book in me. So I've been just writing, writing those things out. I'm working on a uh, screenplay uh, about the business, about the adult industry, you know, and I'm trying to tell it from my perspective of, you know, when I started right be before I started through to, to all the way up to, you know, the pandemic hit and the advent of Pornhub and uh, why uh, OnlyFans is so popular and webcam and all those things. And, you know, really, I just really want to dive into that. I just want to come into that, talk about a little bit about my family, you know, a little insight into, you know, being a father and then being a porn star. And, uh, oh, you have you kids. Know. See? Mm -hmm. does. How many? Yeah, I got two. I got two. I got two daughters. Of course, I got daughters. Uh, of course, <laughs> so, that would. That, I was going to say that's 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 that's, how, that's how God works. That's how God works. That's how, oh my yeah, God! Yeah. What would you do if one of them wanted to get into business, though? Uh, you know, that's that was like from the birth. That's always been a question, and uh, we just push for education. You know, me and their mother, we just really push the education. My daughter graduated from USC with her master's in uh, okay. journalism, so she's a writer. And okay. she's a business owner. And then my youngest is, you know, Dean's List. Uh, you know, she's she she did community local college because of the pandemic, but her goal is to go to UCLA next year. And she's into politics. So oh. so you know, the guilt the goal has always been education and then from there they can do whatever, you know, you can make any decision or go any path, but you got that education at the foundation. So that was that was always that was from from day one. That's always been the goal. Okay, yeah, education. Very good. That's great. But if they want to hit the pole and shit, you know, I just tell them. Oh. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> out of control. He's out of control. How about you? How about you own the club? You can own the club. You can run the club. Right, right. Club. You know, create the poles they buy for the yes. clubs. How about that? You know? Good job. Create the oil they need. So yeah, <laughs> I love that. Right. Right. If you write a movie about your life, who would play you? 
that's a good question. Great okay. Question. I mean, there's a lot of young, good, you know, there's so much black content being created now and a lot of black actors are, are you know, paving the way, man. And, you know, I, I, I would just want some, I think my mannerisms and my character would be kind of hard to get because I have to go between, you know, you have to deal with, a, you know, you got to be yourself, but you also are open to interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am who I am, but because you're a porn star and because people see you do such an explicit act, they has, there's a lot of assumptions that go along with that. And, you know, I have to deal with a lot of different prejudices, a lot of different stereotypes, but I know better. You know what I mean? For me, it just, it's just, I, I get, I, I learn more about people by how they approach me, you know what I mean? And what they want to talk about. But I always think that sex is the common denominator. So if someone's comfortable in that skin, I think they'll be able to pull it off. You know what I mean? Being being sexual, talking about sex, but at the same time, you know, not being all about sex. Right. So if you had to cast your screenplay right now, who would you cast? Like if they gave you, it's hard. He's like, it's so many. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I guess the, what's the, Michael B. Jordan. I guess he, you know, he oh, would oh. make it. I wouldn't make it through the credits. That's a good one. It would be one shot of his ass, and I'd be like, okay, I have I'm to leave. Done. I'm Michael done. Jordan. I like that choice. I like that choice. Yes. yes. Okay, I like that. Was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm checking with Chris. Chris, where are we in our time? I'm sorry. I just got to check with him every now and then. Um, what, you're great. Your uh, your your time is wonderful. I don't know. What do you are you wanting to know? How far in we are? What's wrong with him? How yes. deep it is. How far to go? How how deep in? How much we time in? we have left in the podcast? Thank thank you, Marcus. <laughs> You've got you can right. uh, you can you can close up with Marcus, and then uh, you guys can talk for another ten minutes. Have at it. It's so okay. It's so funny that I could talk to. Mr. Marcus, seriously, on and because me and you, we go, we go, we go way back when we, you know, the hist- our history goes to old drama, and old drama was what 97, 97, 98. Wow, it, was, well, I mean, it might have been two thousand. I think. Oh really? That, in okay. like Two thousand and three, so maybe, yeah, around that. I think it. it we go way back. Way back. Because yeah. I didn't want to tell that part. <laughs> Rita Marcus go way back. Because I had a talk show that I wanted to bring on people that people, you know, wouldn't bring wouldn't on. bring on. Mm-hmm. And who was on that one? It was I know was it was like two other Heather? No. Lexington? Heather Hunter. No, not Lexington. Me and Lexington ran across paths too. Um but Mr. Marcus came on. It was women or men on there. Female? I think it was women. I think it was, I, I want to say India. Maybe okay. it was India. I'm gonna pull I was those gonna look tapes. it up on YouTube That's actually. It's on YouTube. But I don't know. I was gonna look it up on YouTube though. Maybe look it up. And if not, I got all the BHS. I said I'm a transfer. <laughs> all right. Because old drama and Mr. Marcus. I forgot we go way back. My first talk. Yeah, yeah, show. No, you just met him. No, well, I never, this is the thing. We still used to covering up our dirt. You no, know? <laughs> no, you're right. I did talk to him, but I was naive then. Like you said, I was right. not as experienced in talk and things and want to know. Mm-hmm. Producers probably gave me the questions. I'll probably add, you know. Now we had a good time. Cause you know, everybody was, 
it was, it was like all love, love, love. And then one lady out of the blue was like, you know, how, it was like a moral question. How can you do porn and sex? And, uh, and that was like, and I was like kind of throwing off. I was like, whoa, because there was so much love up until that point. Everybody, the audience was all clapping. It was in front of a live audience. Y'all were real cool. And this one lady just came out of the blue and just was like, how can you, you know, live with yourself doing this morally? And I was like, and then I was like, uh, you know, it's just a job, whatever. And then it cut to commercial. And then I remember her saying, hey, sorry, they told me to ask you that. And I was just like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, the producer's I'm, I'm a real yeah. you know, we got to have good TV. Right. He knows. That's so funny. And then you came to my comedy club. Remember Whacked Out Wednesdays uh, had on Lancashire? With you and Buddy. Yeah, with me and Buddy Lewis. You came out there one time. Yeah. I think that's the first time oh, I met yeah. you. I met you at, 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 at the guys club. club. Yeah, yeah, he would come out. Because I was like, that's me. I love comedy. I, comedy. I was comedy starstruck. Comedy and music, right. You said what? Comedy and music. Comedy and music. Yeah, because I remember you used to always come through Evan Lionel's room up in mm -hmm. Reseda, and we did mm -hmm. your birthday party. I was telling Kim right. the story, mm -hmm. and I did your I, I did your birthday party, and I came off stage, and you ran up to me and put the biggest kiss on me, telling me, you funny as hell. And he was like, mwah! And I said, I just kissed every heifer in this room. show that Evan had put together and I came on stage and Marcus ran up to me and he's like, oh my God, you're so funny. He was like, Mwah! and I was like, oh, yeah. I just kissed every woman in the room. Okay. He never ran up and kissed me. He ain't ran up and hugged Evan me. went on stage and talked about it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Evan was like, Koki, you all right? I was like, I'm not okay. <laughs> oh my God. Shamar Moore did that to me. Well, you saw that liquor. That liquor was talking, man. That liquor was talking. Man, was it was wet too. Really it was so wet. <laughs> it was a wet kiss. It was wet, girl. It was like, oh. <laughs> I was just like, okay, Marcus. <laughs> nasty. Oh, oh yeah, so I was no problem kissing strangers. Uh, and it was like, you all right, Coke? I said, no, I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, that was oh, so Oh, my cool. God. Oh, I love having you. The liquor got the best of me. I'm sorry. I'm I know, brother. It was all love. You know, I had to go in the bathroom and get some tissue. Like, okay, Mr. Marcus, kiss me. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't have wiped it off. Oh, girl, it was like, wet. It was wet. It was wet. It was juicy. It was so juicy. It was juicy. I got juicy kisses. I got it. It was juicy, kisses. honey. It was juicy. Oh, he said he got juicy kisses. <laughs> it was very juicy. I wouldn't know. I'd rather have juicy kisses than dry kisses. I, I, I can't. Right. I can't yeah. Remember. Yeah, it was juicy. I remembered it. Not too juicy. My whole makeup a kiss line was gone. <laughs> it can be too juicy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably a little too juicy. I'm sorry. I just didn't know if he had come from work yet. You know, I didn't know if he had just come from work. So I was. I was in the feelings. I said, did he just leave set and kiss me? Okay. We are in the valley. You know the valley. 
Well, this has been so much fun. Thank you for coming on Two Funny Mamas, Mr. Marcus. Um, well, I guess we'll we'll be in touch, and and uh, we're gonna have to have you back when Sherry is here. And um, there's so many because we didn't even get to ask you about relationships. Remember, we were supposed to. Oh talk yeah, we didn't even relationship. Relationship. We're so busy in your business. We didn't even get to <laughs> ask you about all the relationships. But thank you so much. We know much. he has a book out on how you can screw yes. like a porn star. And he's writing more books, which I definitely look forward to. Yeah, That's right. Please get his, the porn the porn guide or porn star guide? The porn guide. Porn star guide. Porn star the porn guide. Star guide to great, great sex. sex. Yes. Yeah. And I that know, is often by... It sounded good when we came up with it. Now it's just a mouthful. So. Oh, every dude think he a porn star in the bedroom, honey. Yes. So, of course, that's a great title. Right. Good title. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's so good to see you. Hi, uh, y'all. Bye. Keep sending me my music. Don't worry about that. I got you. I'll see you some. All right, honey. <laughs> girl. I'm just saying. Ooh, I'm that just was saying, fun. Girl, I'm just saying. Did you learn anything? I did. I did. I mean, I've always believed that they, just like us as comedians, we are not comedians 24-7. Therefore, yes. he's not a porn star 24-7. And now that he's doing other things, I'm looking forward to seeing the director and the screenwriter, Writer, and yes. the producer or whatever he's got going on, you know, because we're multifaceted. We're multifaceted people. Okay. Right. We're, no. we're, we're not one note. That so was, it was great. That was fun. And he looks great, honey. Black don't crack. He looks fantastic. He is, he is not aged. I know it's been a good decade since I've seen that man, and he looks amazing. Oh, no, he looks great, and he does physical work. It's not mm -hmm. like he's sitting back, you know, pushing a pencil. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, his body looks great. He looks great. Very handsome. Um, is he anything like you thought he would be in a conversation? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had conversations with him before, you know, and he's always been really, really nice, really respectful, really sweet. So I never expected anything other than that. And I was really shocked that when I first moved here to L.A. and, you know, porn stars love comedy. And I met so many of them oh. and they had the, the, they had a thing out in the uh, valley in uh, Burbank, I believe, that was they called it porn star karaoke. And all the porn stars would be there doing karaoke on a Wednesday night. I think. Okay, that's that's bad. And I lived right around the corner, and I popped in there one night because of karaoke, not realizing what I was walking, walking into, into. And I met all of them. Oh, I was just sitting there like, wow, I didn't touch the microphone, you know. <laughs> I just uh, I enjoyed the music, but <laughs> but no, he's he's amazing. He's, and he definitely has amazing spirit, amazing energy, amazing energy. I uh, really yeah. enjoy Mr. Marcus. Um, this has been a fan. Chris, what did you think? Oh, you guys are great. Super fun. Uh, he's very, very kind, interesting, good in interview. And uh, you two work great together. So that was awesome. Dang. That was... Uh, well, we like each other. Yeah. <laughs> we do. This has been really fun. Thank you so much for filling in. Absolutely. Sherry, thank you so much for recommending me, my sister. You know, yes. Thank you. I want to uh, thank everybody to, for our listeners. I hope this was not uh, too much for y'all, but you know... We like to bring in different people and different uh, perspectives. Right, got to add a little seasoning on it every now and then, y'all. Absolutely. You know, you know. Uh, uh, thank you to our viewers. Thank you to Mr. Marcus. Hey, if you want any Two Funny Mamas uh, merchandise, go to buyjack.com slash Two Funny Mamas. We are trying to get our subscribers up, so please have all your friends and families, families, family listen yeah. to uh, Two Funny Mamas. Subscribe on subscribe. YouTube. Yeah, see that button down there? Push subscribe. We're trying to get to 100,000 
uh, viewers uh, by May. So very important, send it to five people, copy the link and send it out uh, and tell them to subscribe. Thank you so much. Chris, is there anything else I was supposed to add? You know, no, I think, uh, I, think you'll, I think you did a great job. I think you're good to go. Well, thank you so much. And I want to thank my guest, Coco Brown. Yes. You can follow her and you can watch yes. her. And Coco Brown, one funny mama. That's all you got to do. I'm one funny mama. They two funny mamas. Just hit me up. Coco Brown, one funny mama. Don't forget that A, C-O-C-O-A Brown. Thank you. <laughs> two funny mamas. Two funny mamas. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, Targeted electronic newsletter. Experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.